Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. The Calling is the title of our message this morning, The Calling. What an, what an auspicious title for an auspicious season. We'll read from 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 1 to 10. It's a long read, so follow me very closely. And Elijah the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Get yourself ready. Take this flask of oil in your hand and go to Ramoth Gilead. Now, when you arrive at that place, look there for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him rise from among his associates and take him to an inner room. Then take a flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and do not delay. So the young man, the servant of the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead and when he arrived there were the captains of the army sitting and he said I have a message for you commander Jehu said for which of us and he said for you commander then he arose and went with him into the house and he poured on the oil he poured the oil on his head and said to him thus says the Lord God of Israel I have anointed you king over the people of the of, of the Lord over Israel you shall strike down the house of Ahab your master that I may avenge the blood of my servants the prophets and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel for the whole house of Ahab shall perish and I will cut off from Ahab all the males in Israel both bond and free and I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nebat like the house of Basha the son of Ahijah the dogs shall eat Jezebel on the plot of ground at Jezreel and there shall be none to bury her and he opened the door and fled he opened the door and fled what a terrible terrible anointing service it was so profound so sometimes when God begins to say things some of us with our own knowledge begin to call it other names when God begins to declare war on someone we begin to feel bad like why is God judging this person when God begins to change a season some of us begin to hang on to the old season and begin to romanticize it's called the Stockholm syndrome when in Stockholm there was a man who kidnapped a woman and after a while the woman took a gun on behalf of the kidnapper and started shooting her own people after a while, the, the one who is in prison begins to enjoy the pre imprisonment and begin to endure. And after a while, begins to sympathize. There comes a time when God declares judgment. God told Saul, go and kill everyone in Amalek. Strike their women, strike the men kill all of them, kill all of them, finish everyone, cut down their trees. If there is even infants and suckling babies, kill them all, cut down every plantation, every green thing. The command was very rigorous. He said, I will cut off the memory of Amalek from under the earth. I will wipe out Amalek. What is that today? What would you call that? Genocide. There's no doubt about it. it was to, God asked Saul to go and commit genocide. And do you know, like some of us with our modern mind, this will blow our mind. Like, why will God be asking for genocide? In fact, some if you go to atheist.com, one of the reasons they don't like God is they call him 
a genocidal, patriarchal, you know, misogynistic God. They call him a God who is too terrible, who is not a God of love, especially the God of the Old Testament. And don't kid yourself, the God of the Old Testament is still God. You know, we sing it. Still God. Yes, there's still God. It's the same God today as he always been. He's always come true. We like he, he may not know how he'll do it again. We like that part that he will do it again, but we don't like the part that he remains in his integrity and his intensity through all generations. I am the Lord. I change not. Do you understand? I know that God is judging right now some Jezebel spirits. I know that right now God is judging some Ahabs and is cutting them off. I know that right now God is anointing some Jehos and pouring oil upon their heads. I know that right now God is taking some people from among their people and taking them to a secret place and pouring out the Avengers oil upon them. I know that right now God is releasing the power and the capacity in to the loins of someone to declare and to establish the counsel of God because God is a righteous God and God is also a just God there comes a time when the blood of the innocent begins to cry out for justice and God begins to declare this is the time of justice I will avenge upon Jezebel all the prophets she killed I will avenge upon the house of Ahab all the males she killed all the men of God she stood all the people she withdrew all the, all the, all the thrones she destroyed all the judges she corrupted in the name of Jesus Christ I will avenge them says the Spirit of God and avenges oil poured upon this man I will unpack Jehu later but let me just say this do you realize that when God came to him he didn't anoint him publicly God says stand up from among your contemporaries and come mass movements are good but anointing is done in private. Mass movements are good, but anointing and internal inspiration and the ability to make deal is done at the table. Pastor Isi was sharing this week about, I prepare a table before you in the midst of your enemies, that where the biggest and the best interactions are done is in secret tables. While everyone is out on the street, do you think like anyone can come and negotiate on the street and say, okay, oh, okay, 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 guys, all of you guys come and stand here. Tell me, what do you want? That will be a cacophony of voices. So guess what God will do? There will be leaders who will emerge and they will go into this sacred place and will be anointed for assignments for such a time as this. Are you that person? That's why we're talking about the calling. This week, uh, now I asked about 10 people in a survey. What, when you hear the word, the calling, what do you think about? And here are the responses I got. I'm sure some of you are here. You know I asked you. If I didn't represent your, you very well, please let me know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, one said assignment. One said it's a being summoned. One said when they think about, about calling, they think work. One said responsibility. One said being identified and invited. One said being singled out from the crowd. One said it is like there's a gemstone on the inside of you 
and that gemstone is being drawn out. That's such a beautiful one, isn't it? Like God identifies like oh, inside you is a gem. I'm calling out that gem. That's a calling. Yeah. Another one said, something good my hands have found to do. Another one said, a mission. Another one said, a mandate. Another one said, a leading to go and do something. Another one person said, a vocation. Another person said, participation. Like God wants to participate with us. God seeking intimacy. Another person said, being used by God. Another person saying, seeing a vacuum and filling it. That's a calling. The idea of purpose work started in the Garden of Eden. But God certainly had much more in mind than what he gave Adam at Eden. At work, at, at Eden, God gave Adam the work to tend, replenish, and multiply the land. Multiply the earth, effectively more or less govern the earth. You understand? This was not about fighting anything. This was actually about government of the earth. At the beginning, the call of Adam and Eve was about what? Governing the earth. The first call God gave man was to govern the earth. So in Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 was when we begin to see God call Adam, Adam, where are you? Call someone next to you. If you know their name, say, Adam, where are you? Say that to someone else. Adam, where are you? <laughs> where are you? Online people, where are you? Adam. Where are you? So powerful. Such a powerful question. Locate yourself. Identify where you are. Know where you are. Where are you right now? Right now, where are you? Where do you stand? Sometimes this question of God makes us to feel unqualified. So we don't feel ready. We don't feel worthy. We don't feel righteous. We don't feel educated. We don't feel experienced enough. God actually doesn't use the worthy, the righteous, the educated, the experienced. He doesn't use even the, the people who are knowledgeable in this life. God likes to use the available. When he comes to you, he stretches out his hand. If you reach out your hand back, God can use you. Just anyone who is available. God gave me a strong word for someone today. God uses just anyone who is available. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 1 verse, 20, verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Let's read this together all the way to 29. For you see your calling. One, two, go. One, two, go. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world 
to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh shall glory in his sight. Once you start feeling self-righteous, once you start feeling like you have arrived, once you start looking down on others, just know that you are actually already invalidating yourself from the call. With the call of God, you must step forward with trembling hands. Every day I go before God, I say, God, I don't know nothing. I'm not experienced. I am not wise. I am not noble. I am not any of these things. I'm just a dead dog. Will you use me again? I, I bring no accolades. I bring no capacity of my own. I bring no ability. If you feel so broken, then you are ready. If you feel so, so, un, so unworthy, then you are ready. If you feel so incapable, then you are ready. If you feel so defiled, then all of a sudden you are ready because God will start from there. It is not you that purges yourself. It is God who cleanses you. And when he's done with you, his work of perfection, will be walked in your heart and because you are available to him he will finish a beautiful work in you he will accomplish a powerful work in you it doesn't matter where you started from it doesn't matter what men said about you it doesn't matter the story about you outside it doesn't matter the reputation that you have acquired it doesn't matter where you've been but what may, what matters now now that you are here are you available are you ready? Are you ready to run? Because God's calling is not for the righteous, not for the powerful, it's not for the mighty. Even the things that people look down upon, the people that people will not sit with, the people that other people will not hang out with, God chose. God chose. God chose. God chose that no flesh will feel like it's by their power and they do the work of God. I sit on the cutting edge of renewing people's hearts. I sit in the cutting edge of broken people every day in my life. I see people who are hurt. Hurt from rape. Hurt from divorce. Hurt from their own even mistakes. I see people who are hurt because they fell into adultery. I see people who hurt because they'll fall into one kind of brokenness or the other. I see people who hurt every day. I see people who hurt. It's like it's normal in my life for me to see people who are hurting. And do you know what God says to me many times? I'm looking for experiential ministers. I'm looking for people who can touch other people in the place where they, are, where they were once broken. I'm looking for people who can touch people and bring them back from where they once stood. I'm looking for people I can pour something into them and they will know that any beauty inside of them is by me. I'm not looking for avail. I'm not looking for finished products. I'm not looking for perfected veneers. I'm not looking for Pharisees. I'm looking for those who are ready 
ready to follow after me. If you are ready, then you are the one. Say amen. 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 Ashando Bosaya Kashalama. Lay your hands on your head and say, Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I may not be qualified. Lord, I may not be ready. Lord, I may not be powerful. Lord, I may not look the part. Lord, people may know my name for all types of things. But Lord God, today I offer myself. I offer my vessel. I offer my life to you. Lord God, if you can use anything, you can use me. Lord, if you can cleanse anyone, let it be me. Lord, if you can wash anyone, let it be me, oh God, that you give me a new story, a new power, a new life, oh God, a new testimony. Let it be that you walked on my inside. Give me, oh God, the portion of my heart. Wash this vessel, oh God. Cleanse this temple that I may bring forth offerings in righteousness. Wash me with high soap and I shall be clean. Make me whiter than the snow and I shall look up to your holy temple again. For salvation belongs to the Lord. For grace and mercy comes from God. For the calling of God is from heaven. The divine Kaleo calls me and I hear this call and I must advance towards the call of God. I must advance towards that heavenly call. I must go forward towards the invitation from the master. You have invited me. Shakune masakaya dostema makosande meredostama rukasaya banimbredosta ekashande mosikaya dostema Thank you Lord God. Types of calls. Number one. General calling. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the sins in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Giving thanks to God, the Father who has qualified us we may not feel qualified, but who qualifies us? Say the Father. I can hear you say the Father. Say the Father. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us to, this, to the kingdom of His love. All believers, every single believer is called to follow God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse, verse 1 to verse 9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, that you should show forth the praise of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. The first call is a general call. It's the call of all believers. You understand? It's the call of all believers. Hallelujah. Second call, call to a vocation. That's the one we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God blessed them and, said to, and God said to Adam, Be fruitful 
multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Multiply, replenish, subdue the earth was not the aftermath of the cause. It was the way God intended for man to participate in extending the creation and finding an anchor point to innovate in the earth. So what does this mean? It means be an architect. What are the other professions you know? It means being a conservationist. It means save the flora of the nation. It means save the fauna of the nation. It means save the fishes in the sea. What else does it mean? It means preserve life, be a doctor, learn how to make medicines. Take, it means be a nutritionist, help how to nourish humans. It means being what? What else do you do to, to conquer the earth? It means science, make life easy for people, help people to fly, help people to journey from A to B. What else can we do to conquer the earth? Be a farmer, till the ground. What else? Nobody's saying anything like photography, artist, painter. You understand? Beautify. When you read God in Genesis, it says, in Genesis, it talks about every tree that is good for the eye and every tree that is pleasing to the eye and good for food. We read that the other time. Pleasing to the eye. God was actually thinking about aesthetics. So you see that in the mountain top that God already is in his own mountains. You see grass go over. A green carpet covers this grass. And when you see during the rainy season, you drive by towns, you see all the flowers all lining up. Nobody planted them. God has already beautified and God told us, this is your assignment. You also go ahead and what? Make everywhere you see beautiful. So make your house beautiful. Don't allow your house to smell. Don't allow your toilet to turn black. Don't allow, what else can I ask? Don't allow your mouth to smell. Don't allow your body to smell. Replenish. You're called to subdue nature. Win over, win over smell. Conquer dirty environment. Conquer it. Don't allow distortion and confusion to fill your world. I, I used to live in a house where I had only a mattress. But the mattress wasn't lying perpendicular to the angle of the house. You don't just put your mattress anywhere. It has a shape. The mattress is a rectangle. Look for, angle it against a rectangular shape. If you put three glasses on the table, let there be a particular order. People say that someone like me, I am uh, OCD. I like, no, it's creation. Look at it. Multiply, replenish, conquer the earth. Every one of us is called. Please don't allow your underwear, which you haven't washed, to be on the bed and you are sleeping night, wake up smelling it. Please. I'm sorry, it's too much information, but I, I think I'm addressing some demons in somebody's life this morning. <laughs> Please. Conquer your atmosphere. Conquer your environment. Conquer. Conquer where you live. Amen.
The next call, the first call is a general call. The next call is the vocation. We're called to beautify. We're called to replenish. We're called to add value. We're all called to offer financial services. We're all called to help people arrange their businesses. We're called to organize. We're called to project manage. All of these things are vocational calling. And God blessed us in our vocational calling and God says be fruitful on your job multiply in your business replenish the earth so if you take a look at the technology that grows nation is actually in these three verses number one be fruitful what does that mean it means whatever you're doing let it let it what turn around profit be fruitful let fruitfulness so any business you're doing at all make sure you are making what profit that is what fruitfulness then when you've done one business and it's fruitful what do you do multiply it you have one factory that you've already learned the ropes take the same energy and do it again do you know that's where we fail because we're actually struggling to cope with that first one we made. We haven't turned that one to fruitful, so we can't what? Multiply. But God wants us to number one, be fruitful. Number two, multiply. And number three, replenish. When you multiply it, guess what? Form a network. Form a network, create a franchise, raise people such as yourself replenish the earth take a look at some of the best business models in the world this is the principle they are able to be fruitful they are able to be profitable they are able to multiply the idea into a million times they are able then to replenish so over the land there's a lot of take on people are catching up with the idea there's a stickiness with the idea which they have another idea begins to replicate and as they replicate and multiply it becomes something that takes over the biggest this news this week in nigeria which is more than the money of some banks is what pay stock okay i thought you guys will not know how five how if two babcock university boys six five to six years ago came upon an idea i started to work on the payment system. Before then, for you to get a payment solution, you have to pay like 400,000 to one organization like that. I won't call the name. For them to give you a page, where a landing page where you can do online services, you have to go and queue in their office and beg them and wait for three months for activation. When we started our church to do online payment, we just actually, we didn't even call anyone. We just went online. Were you, was he, was, money was with you like and uh, victory, victory stood with us and we're just sitting within five minutes was done the ease but we didn't know that, what we didn't know is they're charging us a lot of money because we didn't negotiate so you can actually still go and negotiate so because of their creativity and the ease they moved from zero to a billion naira and then over and over and over in multiples Let's repeat, multiply, be fruitful. I can hear you guys, what? Be fruitful. Number two, multiply. Number three, replenish the earth and subdue it. <laughs> Have maximum power on it, subdue it, capture it. That's how to win. This is how I win, win, win. 
This is how I win. The smoke of my worship released upon the earth. Do you know sometimes we actually don't know that the principle of God is not just the principle of spiritual things alone. It's actually this principle of planting and reaping. So can we translate this into, not everybody's going to be a pay stock. Do you understand? Not everybody will get $200 million. But can you get $200,000? Can you have another idea which you can plant and increase fruitfulness and multiply and replenish? Say amen. The next call is the call to the fivefold ministry. Pastors, evangelists, apostles, prophets, and teachers. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Let's run quickly. We're nearing the end of our time. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He will all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He gave the fivefold ministry to perfect the saints so that the saints can rise up and do the work of the ministry. God did not give the fivefold gifts so that they will do the work of the ministry. The fivefold ministry was to perfect the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry. Every saint is called to a ministry. There's the calling and the priesthood of all believers. But the fivefold is given to smoothen, to energize, to empower, to equip, to, to point out, to identify the graces of God inside your life. And this is what many people call the higher calling. But in God, all callings are high. In God, it's not only the pastors that are high. It's not only the apostles and prophets that are high. In God, the vocational can actually be so high that it impacts the whole of society. In God, your vocational assignment can be so major that you become a pivot for the move of God in a time. But of course, the fivefold ministry is important. It's important for us to see pastors and prophets and administrators and ushers in the church. But ushering in the church is not a calling. Singing in the choir is not a ministry. Excuse me, it's not a ministry. No. Can I tell you what a ministry is? Pouring into lives, rebuilding broken people, helping the disease. So maybe you're in the choir and there's someone next to you who is not doing too well. That is when your ministry actually begins. Maybe you're in leadership and there's another leader who is not doing too well. That is when your ministry begins. So our ministering to one another is to enable each other to accomplish the work of our ministry. We minister, the prophet is supposed to enable the people to see what God is saying. The evangelist is supposed to bring out all the people who are lost so that they can see God. The apostle is supposed to design new systems for people to come into you understand? And the teacher is supposed to help the people release the truth of God into their lives. This 
is the fivefold ministry, but I can tell you it is not only the ministry that exists. The final ministry I will talk about today is the call to rebuild fallen society. And let's start from Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the people thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. I remember when Pastor Uche shared about restoring, renewing the earth. I was restoring the earth. It was in May. And at that time, we talked about founded on the seas. Verse 2 of this says, For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. So go back to verse 1 again. The earth is the Lord's. What is the earth? What's the earth? No. Location, geography is... No, not geography. The earth is the physical earth the mountains, the water bodies, that's the earth. Nature. You understand? Animals and fishes, these are, this, that's the earth. We're not animals, okay? We're not high animals. We're men and women of God. Okay? If you're an animal, me, I'm not. Just know yourself. <laughs> so, like, higher mammals, you know, all that rubbish, like, Oh, these are our ancestors. You see a gym and they say, these are our ancestors. It's your own ancestor, not my own. <laughs> the earth refers to physical earth, the land, the water, physical earth. Okay, actually geography. Who said geography first? Yeah, you got it. So that's the earth. But then the world is governments, systems, culture so you must differentiate between the earth and the world the earth refers to the physical body of earth while the world refers to the systems that run the earth the culture the political parties the nation states you build international organization united nations nato or organization of african states au this this becomes what the world and those who dwell therein so the earth refers to nature, animals, plants, flora of the earth, flowers, all of this is the earth. The world is actually the systems that govern the world, the culture, the politics that govern the world. And God says, I own both. God owns what? The earth, natural. And then he owns what? The world, culture. I want you guys to learn this again. What does I say God owns? God owns the earth, natural. And then number two, he owns the world, culture. The ideologies of men. The way men organize society. The concept of, of, of society and the concept of living belongs to God as well. That's what God was saying. So the earth, the natural landform, mountains, animals, nature belongs to God. But when God wants to reform both the earth and the world, who does he use? Yeah. So that's actually another calling. The call to transform 
society. They're called to transform the world. So Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4 says, They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for generations. It is a time of crisis in our nation. And God is beginning to wake up some people. God begins to call out a people with a different mindset. He's laying his hands on them. And he's giving them a blueprint for a new time. Sometimes it begins with an agitation. With a prayer revival. With a unity revival. With a heart cry revival. With a discontent revival. This is the currency for transforming the world. God is ready again to begin to repair the world and how does he begin to repair the world he begins to create discontent in society he begins to create dissatisfaction with men he begins to create a system where people cannot you know the Bible says in the book of Isaiah it says the bed is not long enough to contain have you ever slept on a bed and you woke up in the morning and felt oh the bed was too short people were tall like Pastor Fred you know no, Pastor Fred, he beat me up the last time he preached. So this is my time now, right? You know, he's very long. So he'll go and sleep on a six-inch bed. They give him the bed. He will just, his leg will just be outside the bed. You know, tall people like that, they don't do well in short beds. You know what I mean? So, so like, you know, just lie. His leg will just be sticking out of the bed. What kind of sleep is that now? When you wake up in the morning, be like, I haven't slept at all. <laughs> I haven't slept at all. It's just revenge. <laughs> I'm waiting for <laughs> one zero coming next. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? Have you ever slept in a place where it is very cold and you covered yourself with a blanket and the blanket didn't cover your, so your legs? You woke up in the morning it's as if your legs are frozen, walking around somehow like a zombie. The Bible says the bed is not long enough to contain. The blanket is not long enough to cover. That's how we feel about our society. You can see some things working, but you can see some many of the things not working. You wake up in the morning and you feel like, what is this? You always feel that discontent. The discontent is what God uses to tell you that you are called. Once there's a boiling feeling on the inside of you, once there's a discontent with the system you see, once there's a holy anger on the inside of you, once there is an unsettling of your spirit one God begins to put a bang of pain on your inside and say intercede once God begins to declare upon you be my voice once God begins to establish his grace in your heart then realize that it is time it is time it is time it is time for you to embrace your call it is time for you to welcome the assignment it is time for you to receive your job in the world apart from your vocation could it be that you are called to transform the world apart from your job could it be that you are called to transform the world apart from what you do every day could it be that you are a transformation agent that you are the repairers of that place which men hurt that you are the rebuilder of that which hurts people
God is interested in fixing the world. Guess how he does it? By his people. God says, I've seen the cry of my people. That scripture has been posted on social media this week. And I have come down to save my people. I've heard their cry and I've heard their troubles. Oh, can you help me find that scripture? Who can help me find that scripture quickly? Let's read it. The Holy Spirit just activated in me right now. Oh, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Exodus. Exodus 3, 7. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Let's read it together. And God said, I have surely my people who are in Egypt and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down. Who has come down? God, right? So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. How many of you remember we read this scripture before? Next verse. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Yes. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Shebikos says he has come down. Why does he need to send someone? Can you believe this? That when God comes down, he sends a man. Write it down. When God comes down, he sends a man. When God comes down, he sends a man. Almighty God, who oh, seen the trouble of his people for 400 years. If it's you and you are God, how will you come down? Fire. He did come down with fire. But it was with a man. In partnership. Was it Moses who did the plagues in Egypt? No. But he had the joy of participation. You understand? God saw something inside of Moses. And God began to call that thing out. I put a gem on the inside of you. I can work with you. I can work with your negotiation skills. I can work with your power to organize. I can work with the, the, the wisdom I put upon you. I can work with the brain I've given to you. I can work with something I've given to you. I can work with the access I've given to you. I can work with the connections I've, I've given to you. I have come down from heaven, but I will use you. That's so humbling, isn't it? My God, that God sees the travail of his people. And what he wants to do is to use man, is to use you. You are his vessel. 
You are his instrument. Say, I am his instrument. I am his vessel. Say, I am his instrument and I am his vessel. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God is calling some people this moment to speak. God is calling some others to give. God is calling some others to design and to build. And God is calling some to be administrators. God is calling some today to be midwives, to birth a nation. Yes, we stand at a very critical place in Nigeria. And the designers of this time are the people who are called to respond the earth are the called ones to rebuild broken systems are the people who are called to redeem the world God is calling you to redeem the world God is calling you to restore the earth around you say amen lay your hands on your head again and say I receive the call I receive the call I receive the call I receive the call hallelujah let me tell you how everything is going to end. Let's go to the end. I'm, I round up here. Revelation chapter 22 verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hear it say, come. And let him who is thirsty come. And whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. One more time. Let's read together. Revelation 22 17. And the spirit and the, oh my God, I think like I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good and my church is just tepid. Ah, my God, like ice water. Oh my gosh, my God, can someone stand up on their seat and read it out loud and said, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears it say, come and let him who is thirsty come and whosoever will let him take the water of life freely do you know how this stand with me for a minute do you know how this journey is going to end the holy spirit prepares us as a bride of christ pastor chintok shared this here when he came last year the holy spirit prepares us as the bride of christ and the holy spirit will look at us and the work of our submission to the holy spirit how open and how willing we are to listen to the holy spirit the holy spirit will also wake up the bride of christ the bride of christ will be so pure the spirit of god will walk upon the bride of christ cleanse up the bride of christ so the spirit and the bride the holy spirit and us who is the bride we'll both look at ourselves the holy spirit will say yes the work is done we will say yes the work is done hallelujah the holy spirit will look at us and say the work is done you will say yes it's the work is done and then the end will come the work of falling out of the spirit is done the work of purifying our excellent our affections is done what god does for anyone he calls is to purify him god purifies every person who is willing if you are ready today god will purify you another thing god does is differentiation if he calls you he will make a difference between you and the others he said to jehu come out from among your people come out from your equals don't be a millennial don't be a digital native don't be a baby boomer don't be anything reject the labels 
Reject the labels. Don't be young or old. Be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Be a person of God. And say, God, I've come. I've come. I've come. Who is ready this morning? Say, Lord, I've come. I've come. I've come. I've come, Lord. I've come. I've come. I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready, Lord. Differentiate me. Take me out from among the people. Give me a different mind. Give me a different language. Purify me. Yes, Lord God. Do your work against my nature. Do your work against my character. My God, change me from the inside. Change me from my heart. The Lord God, every tendency of flesh will die. Every limitation of myself will die. Where I defeat myself, I bury it today in the name of Jesus Christ. I receive the power to be called to transform society. I receive the ability to change people in the name of Jesus Christ. I can change the land. I can transform nations. I can build men and women. I can build. I can build. I can design. I can craft. I can innovate by the finger of God. I have divine intelligence. I have divine knowledge. I have capacity in my God to build something powerful in a new time because I have the calling. The calling of God is upon me, declared. The calling of God is upon me. The calling of God is upon me. You are not too old. You are not too old. You are not too old. The calling of God is upon you. You are not too young. You are not too dirty. You are not too broken. The calling of God is upon you. You are ready. You are ready now. This is the time. This is the time. The calling of God is upon you. The glory of God is around you. The power of God is surrounding you. If you receive this, say Amen. Say Amen. Say Amen. Yes, Lord God. This is the time we've been waiting for. We join the 24 elders. We join the faithful witness in heaven and on earth. We join men in all generations who declare your power and will prophesy your work in the name of Jesus Christ. We join. We join heaven. We join the earth. And we thank you, O oh Lord our God. We bless you, O oh God. You may be seated this morning. Just sit down. Put your face in between your arms and say, Lord, use me. Put your hands, put your face in your hands. Bend down with your face to the ground. Put your face, put both your face in your hands and say, Lord, I look to you. Shut out, man. I look to you. What's my purpose? Why did you send me to the earth? What am I here for? What am I here for, my God? You created me. I'm not an accident of nature. I'm not circumstantial. Before you formed me, you knew me. You called me. So Lord, why can't I 
journey to your call. Why can't I fulfill my ministry? Why do I keep rising and falling? Is this not the day when you give me salvation? Is this not the day when you bring your differentiation in me? Didn't you call Jehu apart to anoint him? Anoint me today to do something radical for you. Anoint me today to be this powerful woman. Not to maintain institutions, but to design new ones. To design new things that bring you glory. Governments say amen. Say that yeah, some people will transform other people's lives. Say amen. See that yeah, some people who will revamp the cultural fabric of society. Say amen. See that yeah, our business transformation agents say amen. See that yeah, people who chronicle a different history for Nigeria. Say amen. Say educators and innovators and scientists and engineers and workers and creative people, the best photographers, the best artists, the best designers are here today. Say amen. The best organization designers are here today. Say amen. The best curators of a new time are here today. Say amen. 
and God will connect you in a global network. God will connect Nigerians in a global network that will differentiate their capacity across the earth. God will revive this land again and place the young upon a pedestal of grace and power and authority. Everything evil troubling this land is buried today in the name of Jesus Christ. A new people are rising. A new nation is rising. A new Nigeria is rising in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people say, Amen. It rises and falls on your calling. Say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.